0: Today's podcast is brought to you by Howie's new book, Paperboy. To order today, go to HowieCarshow.com and click on store.
1: Live from the Aviva Trattoria studio, it's The Grace Curley Show. You can read Grace's work in the Boston Herald and The Spectator. Grinch did not steal Christmas. Here's the millennial with the mic. They want you to say grace. Grace Curley.
0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to The Grace Curley Show. Thank you all so much for joining me today. I am thrilled to be here. The number is 844-500-4242. Just quickly, thank you to everyone who tuned in to my hit on Friday night with Jesse Waters. Howie was nice enough to plug it uh, a few times during his show, which I really appreciated. And I received a lot of wonderful feedback from my listeners, from Howie's listeners. And you guys are just the best. And I appreciate every single one of you. Um, And it still kind of blows my mind that I get to go on, you know, networks like Fox and Newsmax and uh, that this is my job. So much love to all the listeners out there who tuned in. A lot happened over the weekend. It was a very busy weekend. Um, The story I thought I'd be running with was the president leaving his campaign headquarters in Delaware when a very scary incident occurred. Uh, A car smashed into a parked SUV that was protecting his motorcade. He was walking out of the headquarters and a reporter asked him about losing to Trump in the polls. Now, if you are familiar with Joe Biden's history with reporters, you know that it's hard to get him to respond to a question. But it's, easy to get him to respond to a question if you go after his ego and if you bring up Donald Trump. In fact, one of my favorite cuts of Joe, one of the most memorable, in my opinion, is when he got up in that reporter's face about polls and said, check the polls, Jack. Because the reporter was saying, you know, no Democrats want you to be the nominee. This was months ago. And he said, check the polls, Jack. And that's when this dawned on me. I was like, more reporters should ask him questions about losing to Trump and frame them like uh, Peter Doocy does in a very insulting fashion. And that that gets him going. Like That is a, a way to get him to interact. So that's exactly what was happening last night. He told the uh, reporter that he was looking at the wrong polls. Obviously, he cannot cite any of the right polls that apparently only Joe Biden has access to. I'm not sure if these are polls that are like top secret in the PDB. I'm not sure why the Biden administration, if they have access to all of these polls that make Joe look so good and so popular, I'm not sure why they're sitting on that, why they haven't released them yet. They're usually quick to brag about anything, even things that haven't happened, like cutting the deficit and lowering inflation. They brag about things that haven't happened and yet they have these secret polls that paint Joe in such a flattering light and they just don't want to give them to us just yet. So anyway he's walking out. He says that to the reporter and all of a sudden you hear this crash. You hear this big bang and a car crashed into his motorcade. Luckily, and I mean this genuinely, there's no part of this that's me being flippant. Luckily he was okay and um, the crash was not intentional. The driver has been charged with a DUI. And by all the reports that I've been reading, it doesn't look like the driver was aware of Biden's presence or like it was something, you know, planned out because the president was there. Um, although I, I do have to say on a, on a little bit of a humorous note, uh, I've seen people like Stephen Miller and others just making the point that when it comes to Joe, anything that happens to Joe, the story, and we all have friends like this. The story evolves over time. Like, Joe had a small fire in his kitchen, and he talks about how his wife barely made it out, and, you know, the whole house was on fire, and he survived this huge. So it's only a matter of time until he takes what just happened and blows it a little bit out of proportion. But again, happy that everyone was safe because that's not a good situation. Now, that story, coupled with. Biden's approval rating, like I said, the latest news on Joe Biden's daughter, Ashley, not paying her fair share. That seems to be a uh, Biden family tradition, I'm noticing. Not paying your fair share. And they have a lot of Biden family traditions. Going to Nantucket for Thanksgiving, walking the cobblestone streets and checking out some of the fancy stores. Uh, Going to St. Croix. St. Croix, some of you might say. I say St. Croix because I'm fancy like Joe, for Christmas. That's a that's a Biden family tradition. And then we have not paying your taxes. That's a Biden family tradition. That's something they pass on year to year. So this story is big news. Um, it's it, it dates back to when Joe Biden was vice president. You would think, you know, if your dad's running for president, it's like, mm, figure out that tax situation. But that that's not on their list of priorities in the Biden family. Maybe if they spent less time writing books and more time paying their taxes, their dad wouldn't be in so much trouble. They love to write books. Valerie, Hunter, Jill, Joe. I'm sure Ashley has a book that I I just haven't heard of, but I'm sure she has a book. And perhaps they should spend more time writing up their tax returns. Just an idea that I'm throwing out. We also have um, news that pertains to Joey's brother, Jim involving a 2008 bribery scheme and FBI tapes. And we are going to get to all of that. But before we get into the Biden crime family, I just don't think there's any question of what story is leading the day. At least it's leading the day here at the Grace Curley Show. And that would be a scandal that broke on Friday. The Daily Caller broke a very big story involving... Democrat Senator Ben Cardin's congressional staffer. Now, this staffer's name, the staffer that people are alleging is in this video, is Aiden Mesa Zarovsky. There is a very good chance that I did not pronounce that correctly. That is the risk we run when you listen to this show. There's always a chance I'm going to butcher it. But Aiden is in a lot of trouble. This video is very explicit. It features, allegedly, Aiden having sex with another man in the Hart Senate office building hearing room. Now, Cardin, who, by the way, and and I'm glad that I was made privy to this information because Howie called me and said... That Cardin, because he was listening to uh, Chris Plant this morning, and I guess Cardin is on tape talking about the January 6th insurrection, the worst day since the Civil War, the worst day since 9-11, all these things. And he needed at the time of January 6th, at the, at the time of the really, that was the golden age for Democrats. That was when they, they had a lot of confidence back then. He needed a fainting couch because he was so upset about the way the Capitol was defiled after January 6th. Well, his spokesperson has told Newsweek that Mesa Zorofsky is no longer employed by the U.S. Senate. Now, what I want to start with, though, is this video is insane. This video is insane. And and you know what? I have since I've started this show uh, years ago, right? Right. Actually, coincidentally, the same week as January 6th there have been plenty of scandals there have been plenty of sex scandals i mean Susanna gibson who is running uh for i think state senate in virginia she had a massive sex scandal because she was putting up videos on chatterbait now now here is where i'm confused there's two things one is i'm confused how the people who are voluntarily making these videos this isn't a case of from what i can tell these aren't cases of like uh People being filmed without their consent. These are people who know they're making videos for the internet or making videos in a Senate office building. Um, I'm sorry, Senate hearing office. Whatever you, you guys get it. Um, these are people who know what they're doing, and then when the videos come out, they they somehow become the victims immediately. Now, how it used to be would be there'd be a sex scandal. Think Bill Clinton. And people would be outraged. Everyone would be outraged for a period of time, and then slowly, you know, people of the the, the same party as the as the perpetrator, whatever you want to call them, would start to go, eh, "Is it really a big deal?" Or yeah, 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 we don't really want to get involved. Eh, it's not. You know, let's keep it political. Let's not get involved with people's personal lives. And then that person could make a comeback. Maybe a year later. Maybe five years later. Maybe ten years later, depending on the size of the scandal. What we have now and it's, this has happened very quickly, is not only does the person not have to recover from any sort of scandal, the Republicans get blamed for it. The person who made the video or, you know, partook in whatever weird incident it is, is the victim. And they don't even apologize. There's no part of this. The only way I could describe it is shameless. People are shameless. And then the other part of this that I'm confused about is the Why? And I could kind of go back to Hunter Biden here, who, oh, by the way, I'm sure is taking a big sigh of relief right now. It's it's nice for Hunter to be out of the news for a day. But I don't understand the recording. Remember back in the old days, people would do things and they would try to get away with it. Now people are obsessed with leaving this like digital footprint. And the only thing I can think of, I'm trying to get into the twisted minds of these people, like Hunter and this congressional staffer and Susanna Gibson the only thing I can think of is that it's some sort of like rush like oh am I gonna get caught oh is anyone gonna find out that that's the only way I can understand it because otherwise you just you just don't film it like I'm not saying you should be doing this anyway you know you're in this (laughs) you're in this office building You should not be doing this anyway. And he probably did break the law. Jonathan Turley was discussing that, whether or not he broke the law. But it's so easy not to film these things. I don't get the filming of them. Why are you filming this? Do I sound old, Emma? Like, am I just an old person? I just, I can't figure it out. And this is the response from Aiden. He says, this has been a very difficult time for me. You don't say as I have been attacked for who I love to pursue a political agenda. Right there, I have an issue with this. Because no, 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 no. You choosing to film a sex tape, allegedly, in the Hart Senate office building hearing room does not equal Grace Curley being somehow homophobic. Like, that, that those two things, th- they don't add up. You choosing to film yourself having sex with somebody at work in a public space, for some website online, some DC website, some seedy website is not the that that does not equate to Grace Curley being a homophobe. I do not care who I do. That's not what it's about. It's just not a good thing to be doing if you're a decent human being. Has nothing to do with him being gay. I went after Susanna Gibson for the same thing. It's just. It's about having a little bit of a moral compass or something, some shame, some decency. I don't know. But it ticks me off that this is the narrative now. It's like I've been attacked for who I love to pursue a political agenda. Nobody on the right cares if you're gay, if you're straight. But when you choose to film yourself having sex with somebody in the Heart Senate office building hearing room in between like Amy Klobuchar and somebody else's seat. By the way, we are going to get into it because Politico, which I don't usually love, they have a lot of interesting details about the setup of the room and where this tape was filmed. We will get into it. But that that's not my fault. How am I being blamed for this? I'm blamed for everything. You're blamed for everything. Now we're blamed for this man filming a sex tape at work? theres There's only so much that you can blame us for before it gets a little ridiculous. And I think we've crossed the Rubicon. We'll be right back. We'll take your calls on this 844-542-4242. Maybe people understand something I don't. Maybe you guys can shed some wisdom, shed some light on this. In the past couple of years alone, close to 50 satisfied Grace listeners have allowed J.J. Manning auctioneers to sell their valuable real estate assets quickly, contingency-free, and for the highest price the market will pay. You can be next, so don't wait. Since 1976, J.J. Manning's project-based approach of selling real estate has generated positive results for individuals, families, builders, companies, banks, estates, you name it, because it's the best way to sell your property. You set the sale date. You have one consolidated open house, so you don't need to be cleaning up your house, you know, three times a week for random people to be walking through. Um, J.J. Manning sellers are never left out in the cold wondering about interest on their property. Property. This is the best way to do it. You set the terms, you sell contingency free, and the buyer pays all the commissions. It's really taking a lot of stress out of a process that can be hectic and overwhelming. So J.J. Manning uses their 30-30 marketing plan, 30 days of advertising, and 30 days to close. Contact Charlie Gill at 800-521-0111 or go to jjmanning.com. That's 800-521-0111. 0111 or go to jjmanning.com and get your real estate sold we will take your calls on this it's 844-500-4242 another democrat sex scandal is rocking the nation and it's somehow the fault of republicans we'll be right back
1: you're listening to the grace Curley show This is The Grace Curley Show.
0: Welcome back, everyone, to The Grace Curley Show. Emma Foley is on the board today, and we have a great show prepared for you, so do not go anywhere. Today's poll question is brought to you by the Nauset Beach Inn. Right now, you can stay at the Nassau Beach Inn for under $200 this winter. I always say it's a great time to get away and really enjoy this time of year. You can get caught up in the shopping and the traffic and the craziness and maybe some protesters trying to ruin your child's picture with Santa. That's a tease for an upcoming story. But you should try to soak in this time of year because it's really special and it can be really fun. So that's why you want to visit the Nosset Beach Inn. Go to NossetBeachIn.com to reserve your pet-friendly ocean view room. Very cozy, very lovely. Go to NossetBeachIn.com. Emma, what is the poll question and what are the results thus far? Today's poll question is who will bear the brunt of the Senate staffer sex tape scandal? Democrats, Republicans, Aiden Mesa-Zarovsky, senator ben cardin or donald trump well it's definitely not the senator and it's definitely not the person who is allegedly involved in the sex tape i would say it's either going to be republicans or it's going to be donald trump it's going to be hard for this to be trump's fault but i never ever rule that out but for right now i'm going to say from what i've seen GOP pouncing, GOP weaponizing, GOP seizing, as we're wont to do. I'm going to go with Republicans are going to bear the brunt of this sex tape. 15% of the audience agrees with you. 60% say Donald Trump. And in a third is Democrats. You know what's crazy, too, is remember Madison Cawthorn? Madison Cawthorn, who was a, a North Carolina Republican representative, he... Said at one point, there was a video, there's an interview of him claiming that, you know, it's the debauchery knows no ends and basically saying that he was invited to orgies and that um, he's seen DC leaders do cocaine. And I remember at the time, this was like March 2022, I remember thinking, no, that's kind of crazy. And you know what? Shame on me because I always am saying, no, that's crazy. People aren't like that. He's exaggerating. He's not exaggerating. If people are filming sex tapes in the Hart Senate office building hearing room, then clearly Cawthorne was onto something. And by the way, so I'm reading all these different articles, and I will mention everybody's, for the most part, I shouldn't say everybody, but most people have a story up, even if it does frame it as like GOP pounces but not in the way that I would have thought. Like when I went on Fox today, I thought it was going to be the big story on the front of the landing page. And there's, uh, there's a write-up eventually, but it's not nearly as big of a deal as I would have thought it would, would be. Um, but one one outlet that had some good intel on this was Politico. And they have just a bunch of sources in the swamp. And so they actually were able to figure out where in this hearing room... These two people were having sex. And I don't think the senators whose seats are right next to it are going right next to the scene of the crime. Not that you know what I'm saying. Actually, it actually might be a crime. I've been reading about that. That having sex in public spaces or, you know, if they made money off of it, whatever. I don't think the senators are going to be too happy. Because if you found out that the place you go to work, the place you've had, you know, Supreme Court justice hearings and things like that, nomination hearings, is being used for amateur porn, I don't think you'd be too thrilled about that. We'll talk about that and so much more when we come back.
1: Live from the Aviva Trattoria studio.
0: Welcome back, everyone, to The Grace Curley Show. I'm hoping, fingers crossed, that we are going to have Andy No from the millennial on today to discuss this big news about the Senate sex tape that is now circulating. I want to read a little bit from Politico, and I want to talk about Jill Biden's old tweet. Some of these old tweets... From Joe and Jill are just, they're not aging well. And one of them from Jill, where she talks about decency being on the ballot, that one has certainly aged like milk. Um, it's, It's pretty hilarious that... We were told, like, oh, the adults are back in charge, the Avengers, you know, these are the best and the brightest. And this is what Democrats are bringing to the table. They are bringing sex tapes. Uh, we saw that day, what was it? Um, it was some sort of celebration, Emma, where um, social media stars and activists were at the White House. I think it was a trans day of inclusion or something. And people were flashing their bare chests at the White House on the front lawn this is just some of the decency. We got dogs biting Secret Service agents. We got people not paying their taxes. We got bags of Coke being found at the White House. Can you feel the decency? Can you feel it? So just, just a few things we're going to hit on. But before we get to any of that, you know what I wanted to mention? And we're going to have sound of it, um, but I don't want to get too sidetracked because you guys know that that's one of my bugaboos. Um The protesters, the anti-Israel protesters who are just really giving the climate activists a run for their money when it comes to being the biggest pains in the asses on the face of the planet. They are hellbent on figuring out how to ruin anything and everything that brings people joy. And so they started with Christmas tree lightings because they were going full Grinch, you know, and that was really going to free Palestine. Whatever that even means, that, that's that's what was going to happen. We are going to ruin the Christmas tree lightings across this country, and that's going to help innocent civilians in Gaza. It should be noted that all talk of this ceasefire that they keep talking about, you know, Joe Biden needs to call for a ceasefire. I, I read this weekend, and I wish I could give credit, but everything's just blending together. I read this weekend that It's strange that the go-to reaction from these activists is not to ask Hamas to surrender or not to ask Hamas to release the hostages, but instead to ask Israel to not defend itself. It's a strange thing. And one of the talking heads from MSNBC was tweeting about how Israel's lost all its goodwill and Ben Shapiro made the point that, yeah, there's always a lot of goodwill after Jews get slaughtered. You know, everyone feels a lot of sympathy for Jews. It's only when they start defending themselves that suddenly that goodwill goes away. Or suddenly, as Joe Biden pointed out, you know, the uh, the perspective of other countries starts to change. Their feelings towards Israel start to change. And Joe's warning Israel about that. You know, people people can turn on a dime. And it's like, well... That doesn't seem like it's Israel's problem. What's their option here? To not ask for the release of the hostages, to not defend themselves? And I, I want to mention one more thing. There was a video of Bibi across the table from people from the Red Cross who have just been awful when it comes to this. And the people at the Red Cross were saying how they can't pressure Hamas because Hamas, if they're, if they're pressured, it's going to go like in the opposite direction. You know, they're going to lash out even more and not release the hostages. And you know what Bibi said? Why don't you try? Why don't you try? You're so sure that you can't do anything. You can't try to help it all because it's going to anger Hamas. Why don't you try? What if you just tried? And and, and let's see how that plays out. Let's try something different for once. But all these organizations, the UN, the Red Cross, they're really just showing their true colors. Now, the reason I say this, it's a long winded way of saying the protesters, they they go to the Christmas tree lightings, they're hoping that that's going to free Palestine. They get on the freeway in California. They cause a heck of a lot of traffic. They've got kids and school buses trapped in there. I'm sure there was ambulances who had problems getting through. Um, so they're, they're creating all this traffic in New York City, and California, all over, the, all over the country. And now they're taking it up a notch. They're going to malls where parents are trying to get photos of their children with Santa Claus. And they're ruining photo time. They're ruining the pictures and they're screaming things like Jesus was a Palestinian. And if you think this scares your kids, imagine how the kids in Gaza feel. These are the people who think they are the heroes. They think they're on the right. And that's why I never listen to these outlets when they tell me what history is going to say about Trump or what history is going to say about conservatives or what history is going to, I don't want to hear about what history is going to say From the people who coddle these brats who are running around malls trying to scare little kids. Stop lecturing me about what the history books are going to write. Because I don't really care. I don't really care. Okay, we will get to that and we'll take your calls. There's so much to get to. But I want to read you a little bit more about this sex tape scandal. And this is from Politico. It says, first off, please know when they say graphic, they mean it. Referring to the Daily Caller, uh, titling this as Senate staff are caught filming gay sex tape in Senate hearing room. And then in parentheses, it says graphic. The video, which Rogers reports was shared in a group chat with gay men in politics, shows two men having sex in what appears to be heart. two hundred What is 216? Sorry, my printer here is smudging things the room that has played host to Supreme Court nominees, the 9-11 Commission hearings and former FBI Director James Comey's blockbuster 2017 testimony on Donald Trump. The actions take place right between where Senator Amy Klobuchar and Chris Coons were sitting at a recent Senate Judiciary Committee markup, in case you were wondering. Cardin's office, after not commenting yesterday on what it called a personnel matter this morning tells playbook in a statement that aiden mesa zaropski is no longer employed in the u.s senate we will have no further comment on this personnel matter i don't know if that is a good enough response i think you should have a comment on this now i want to read you aiden's full response this is this is sheer i'm gonna play the victim can i actually emma could i get the violin please This has been a difficult time for me, Aiden writes, as I have been attacked for who I love to pursue a political agenda. While some of my actions in the past have shown poor judgment, I love my job and would never disrespect my workplace. Any attempts to characterize my actions otherwise are fabricated, and I'll be exploring what legal options are available to me in these matters. There's so many things about this statement that I have questions on. Because because here's where here's where I lose the plot a little bit. If you didn't do this, if it was not you. I, I would first think that that would be the first thing you would say, is I, this is not me, that the person in this video is not me. Now, the second part is once you write, while some of my actions in the past have shown poor judgment to me, that is admitting that this is you in the video. Otherwise, I don't know. I don't know why you'd add that in. I love my job and would never disrespect my workplace. Now, if this is Aiden and he says, I love my job that I can't argue with. Maybe he does. Maybe he does love his job and I would never disrespect my workplace. Then the question becomes, what do you consider disrespecting your workplace? Because that's a little bit subjective. Maybe in Aiden's mind, this isn't disrespecting his workplace at all. I don't know. These are questions that I have that we will probably never get the answers to. But this is on the heels Of the Susanna Gibson piece, by the way, in Politico, where they tried to make it seem like it was Republicans' fault that she sold videos online of her and her husband having sex. I I, I don't remember ever being involved in that decision or, you know, encouraging her one way or the other. I'm confused how this all comes back to the GOP. But this is the only playbook they have. And it seems to work based off the way the media covers it. It's really quite pathetic. 844 500 42. There are so many different stories today. I've got stories on San Francisco reparations. Not good news. Um, but I also have a lot of stories on the Biden family. And a big story that broke is that Biden's daughter owes thousands in income taxes, Ashley Biden owes $5,000 in income taxes. Now, of course, Hunter would look at that and go, "Pshaw!" I mean, please, that's nothing. That's, that's what Nancy Pelosi would describe as crumbs. But um, this is still a story because it's strange that the time period, and it's strange, she just wouldn't pay her taxes. The period start date listed begins January 1st, 2015 and ends January 1st, 2021, days after Joe Biden was sworn in as president. Now, this is Garrett Ziegler from uh, the Marco Polo nonprofit. He said the scale is not anything like Hunter, but Joe is constantly talking about how wealthy and connected people do not pay their fair share and can afford and can afford to pay more. And it just so happens that both of his living children do not pay their taxes. Emma, do we have a flashback of Joe Biden talking about people paying their fair share? Because I do think it's worth noting
1: all I'm asking is you pay your fair share. Pay your fair share.
0: This is, again, this is just classic Bidens. You know, like we are going to lecture you on things, but we have no intention of following these same rules. I mean, his own kids can't be bothered to pay their taxes. But if you're a babysitter or if you're a hairdresser and you're getting tips on Venmo, just know that Joe is not going to let you get away with it, okay? He is not going. He's got 87,000 IRS agents who are going to track you down. But his own kids, mm, they're going to get a pass. Charlie, you're up next on The Grace Curley Show. You're up first. Go ahead, Charlie. Hi, Grace. How you doing? Good. What's going on? Uh, it was good to see you on Fox Friday night. Um a reason to to uh, watch him. Or change, but but they made a big mistake on on your uh, um, um, appearance. There, they had on the Chiron, okay, on it on the bottom.
1: Whites only party doesn't sit well with Boston, like like they actually held a whites only Christmas party.
0: now did you see? Did you pick up on that? Oh, they wrote whites only. I think. Well, that. I didn't pick up on that, but if anyone's just tuning in and not sure what Charlie's talking about. So Mayor Wu hosted this party. It was for uh, electeds of color, no whites allowed. And when asked about this, her response was that they were sorry the email went out to the white people. Like they're sorry that basically they're sorry they got caught. But I was able to catch up with Mayor Wu on Friday before she went into a ceremony for the anniversary, the 250th anniversary of the Boston Tea Party. And I was just able to ask her a couple questions, including, um, you know, is did you break the Massachusetts public accommodations laws? Will there be a party for white elected officials? And to no one's surprise, Mayor Wu did not answer. Any of it. Actually, she answered one question. She said they did not break any laws. And then she ran away. And um it was crazy because, you know what? It was my first time ever doing that, ever chasing somebody down and asking them questions. I wouldn't say I loved it. Honestly, Emma, when I was watching her in the car and she was about to get out, I thought to myself, am I going to be able to do that? Is anything going to come out of my mouth? Like, I don't know if I'll be able to scream questions. But it wasn't once I got over it. It was fun. And plus... I have so many years of listening to how he explained the right way to do it that I kind of had a little bit of an advantage in that sense. But let me assure you of this. There's no other reporters following Wu around like there was nobody there, really. It was just people getting ready for the event. So I think that is a problem. 844 uh, 500 But this is, again, to go back to the Biden's lecturing people on taxes and, and paying your fair share, you can use that same thing for Mayor Wu and, and for progressivism It's like, okay, we're going to lecture you on diversity and inclusion, and then we're going to exclude people based off the color of their skin. It's, it's such hypocrisy from politicians who spend so much time trying to control other people and trying to tell you what to do. And I really think that whether it's Boston, or whether it's any of these uh, Democrat-run cities, people are sick of it. You're seeing it in Chicago. People are sick of it. You're seeing it in New York City. Especially with illegal immigration, um, people are they've had it they they've had it, and they They're mad as hell, and they're not going to take it anymore. 844-500-4242. We'll take more of your calls when we come back. Whatever you want to talk about, if it's the anti-Israel activists uh, terrorizing the line of kids going to see Santa at the mall, or if it's the Biden crime family, we've got it all at the Grace Curley Show. One thing about me is that I'm always chilly, and the last couple of days... Actually, you know what? Saturday was pretty nice. Saturday was warm. Went for a walk on Saturday. Sunday... I was cold. Sunday, I had my Gen 40 heater and I was not going, I was not leaving it behind. This is the great thing about the Gen 40 is that whether you're in your living room, in your office, wherever you are, you can take it with you and then you don't have to heat up your whole house. It's called zone heating. So when you're not heating up your whole house, you're not heating up the dining room that you never use, you're not heating up the basement that you're not using. You're saving so much money because you're just using heat in one area. And maybe I'm just lazy, but usually in the wintertime, once I get all my you know, errands done at night, I post up in front of the TV and that's where I'm staying. That's my spot. So the Gen 40 is great for that. And it's also sleek and stylish. It it's, looks great in any setting. And with Christmas around the corner, the price of everything, gifts, gas, groceries, it adds up fast. And howie's going to be talking about that later tonight with Thank You, Brandon. You would not believe the prices at the grocery store. You need to save money where you can. So while other companies are cranking up their shipping prices, Eden Pure is giving you free shipping, and you're going to save $50 with code GRACE50, to get the Gen 40 heater. So go to EdenPureDeals.com. Use code GRACE50. That's EdenPureDeals.com. Use code GRACE50 and save $50 for one more week with code GRACE50. Get the temperature higher and the bills a lot lower with the Eden Pure Gen 40 heater. I know you guys are going to love this product. We will be right back. We'll take more of your calls. This is the Grace Curley Show.
1: Follow Grace on Twitter at G underscore Curley. This is the Grace Curley Show. Uh, And by making the wealthy and corporations just begin, (laughs) begin, excuse me, to to begin to pay their fair share.
0: Welcome back, everybody, to the Grace Curley Show. Yeah, Joe Biden constantly telling people to pay their fair share. I asked, I'm going to pull some of these cuts, and there's more than I could ever play. There's like 15 cuts of him. Telling us how he's okay with people making a lot of money as long as they pay their fair share. But that does not apply to his family. A lot doesn't apply to his family. They managed to get away with a lot. And you know what I loved? So last week was um, uh, one of the big stories was Hunter Biden giving that speech due to uh, help from Eric Swalwell. He was able to give a speech in front of the Capitol where he talked about how um, he's not going to testify unless he gets to do it publicly. And really just kind of sticking his nose up at the congressional committee. And the reason I bring that up is because I was watching that and I was like, there's no way the White House thinks this is a good idea. And Corrine Jean-Pierre said that her that that Joe did he was familiar with what Hunter was going to do but still I thought no no because there was something so icarus like about it like he was he was so too cute in that moment he's flying too close to the sun he's being so bold and that's kind of what Hunter does. Like right when he needs to stay under the radar, that's when he's going to start fighting child support payments. Right when he needs to just shut up, that's when he's going to make a speech. Right when he needs to stop, that's when he's going to start getting litigious and countersuing John Paul McIsaac and, and saying things have been manipulated on his laptop. He never knows how to read the room because he's never been required to. He's always had privilege. He's always had protection. The reason I bring this up is because Jen Psaki, who we haven't talked about in a really long time, commented on this. And I think that this tells you all you need to know. Can I have Jen Psaki? Um, She was on Meet the Press. This is cut two. Jen Saki, no. you had this surprise press conference by Hunter Biden this yeah. year. Did it help or did it hurt? Look, I think if you're sitting in the White House right now, you're like, please, Hunter Biden, we know your dad loves you. Please stop talking in public. Um, this is not helpful to any of them for him to be out there. But at the same time, the president loves his son. That takes precedent over anything else. That is appealing. I'm thinking of the woman in your focus group who talked about family. He loves his son. He loves his family. He's worried about his mental health. But yes, the White House would like him to probably go away. Why, though? If Joe Biden loves his son and Hunter didn't do anything wrong and they never talked about business and he's being railroaded, why does the White House want him to go away? Jen, maybe this needs context, as she always likes to tell us. We'll be right back with more. Don't go anywhere.